0: quickly turned into like HR being like here in the kindest way possible. Oh my gosh, my, my former HR leader is like the best woman on the planet.
1: Welcome back to the Career Therapy Podcast. My name is Martin McGovern and today we are back with another episode of Life After Layoff. We're joined today by Meg Murphy, who is a brand and product marketer. And she has gone through a layoff. She'll be sharing her story with us, how she, what she went through, how she bounced back, and everything in between. Meg, thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, happy to be here.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to kick this off the way we kick off all our episodes, which is asking the most infamous interview question. Meg, tell us about yourself. Today's episode is brought to you by HireAct.us, a free app that lets hiring teams and candidates instantly chat about incredible job opportunities. If you're a hiring manager, CEO, or recruiter, download the HireAct app to see a curated list of talented individuals and accelerate your hiring process 10 times faster than traditional ways. And if you're a job seeker, Join the platform to start talking to decision-makers at startups who are ready to hire. Businesses grow faster when everyone is communicating seamlessly. Download That's Hirect.us. That's H-I-R-E-C-T dot U-S today.
0: That is the infamous interview question, isn't it? Um, sure. My, I've spent my career in various startup marketing roles, sort of between brand roles and product marketing roles. Um, So I kicked off my career out in Boston. I was the second hire overall, uh, sorry, second hire on the marketing team, 30th hire overall at a a company called Maxwell Health. Um, I spent about three and a half years there, saw some incredible growth, uh, both personally and for the company, excitingly. Um, After that, I moved out to Chicago, that was like 2017. Um, I was the 11th hire at a startup out here uh, in the same space. And since then, I've spent various time in uh, at startups also in Chicago. So I spent some time at G2. Um, and then most recently, Meropost is uh, the layoff experience that we'll be talking about today. Um, and I'm excited to announce that I've recently accepted a role. I'm about a month in now um, as a product marketing manager at Visual East.
1: Um, right. So,
0: yeah, in the middle. Congratulations. Of- Thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, so definitely like, going through the process of getting onboarded and and learning the team and the product. Um, so very, very exciting and a massive weight off, of obviously.
1: Of course, of course. And, yeah. you know, it's so interesting when layoffs happen. I think there's, whenever a life change happens, a lot of life chains tend to, changes tend to kind of cascade from it. So I'm really curious mm. to learn more about your story and, and hear about everything that went down. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got into the marketing world in the first place. What drew you into that space?
0: Mm, I I think it was a bit accidental. Um, I sort of always gravitated, I think of like my origin story as kind of as starting in college. I went to a liberal arts school in Maine, um, really small school, but I loved being kind of a big fish in a small pond. I was able to kind of start some cool projects there. Um, A lot of them were in sort of the events and community organizing space, working on sort of town gown relations. Um, I was our senior class president, so focusing on events that brought our class together. Um, But I majored in sociology with a minor in Chinese. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to do with that after college. Um, And I kind of fell into it. I had a family friend that introduced me to my first job, and I literally just took whatever I could find. Um, after college, because that's what you do when you graduate from college, right? And um, it happened to be in the marketing space. It was a company called the Aberdeen Group. I didn't mention that in my intro. Um, But that gave me a really good overview of the sort of sales and marketing landscape. And it was a small team. They let me get my hands dirty and try a bunch of things. And then it was basically, I wasn't there for very long, to be frank. I was only there for about seven months. But When I got a foot in the door at Maxwell after that, um, it was basically all I needed to say like, yes, somebody's taking a chance on me already. Um, And then Maxwell, like I think especially being so early on, they were in the phase where they didn't necessarily need people with experience. They needed smart people that wanted to jump in and get their hands dirty and try things and test things. Um, And that was exactly where I wanted to be. Uh, so really cool opportunity for me to kind of learn by doing. Um, and since then, I have I think that's been the, the theme throughout my career. Um, a lot of kind of learning by doing and and learning from the people around me. Um, but I wouldn't say it was a purposeful journey.
1: I love that, learn by doing. Um, that, it almost feels like if you're going to get into the marketing space, doing is more important than anything else.
0: I would agree. Yeah, you can learn, you can read as many books. I mean, I just ordered a book off Amazon this past week to, to take on a new project. And it's, it's awesome to get that framework. But I feel like it's almost more helpful to be like, Oh, we don't really know like what's going on and, and just kind of jump in and figure it out as you go. Um, Absolutely. Not everybody is cut out for that. That's the chaos is where I thrive.
1: Do you feel like sociology and learning languages helped at all in your marketing career?
0: Yes, but only in retrospect, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I think I love a liberal arts education specifically because they, you're, you're learning how to learn, right? You're learning how to listen. Um, I think the one practical class I took from my sociology major was Some kind of like qualitative or quantitative resource course where they were talking about how do we formulate a survey how do we learn how to ask questions how do we uh analyze what people are saying and pull out themes um and i mean that's really helped me kind of understand customers understand the market right things that i'm really focused on in product marketing um but i think more than that the, the learning how to learn and this, this process of like, we're gonna take a bunch of theories, we're gonna throw them at you, and your job is to pull out what's most important and then apply that in the real world. I don't know if the actual subject matter was that helpful with the exception of that one course I mentioned. I think more it was like the liberal arts um, kind of methodology of, of learn and talk about it and discuss and apply it and test things out and grow.
1: It's awesome. And yeah, absolutely. And so once you got into your roles and you started getting deep into this world, um, what was it that you were working on that you really enjoyed? I think sometimes we sort of go through a layoffs, so a lot of folks and and it'll color their experience of their past, but you know, you always have a great mindset. What were the things that you loved about the work you were doing?
0: I mean, I love so much about it. I think one of the coolest things about every role that I've had is that I've had a chance to really, dig into a lot of different areas. So I don't know if it's one, I mean, maybe the one thing is, is I loved, I love the variety, right? I love that I don't have a cookie cutter, like this is what you have to do every day. Um, It was more like, here's all the problems that we need to solve and go figure it out. Um, So I love that. I think the biggest thing though, and the thing you always remember about any organization is the people that you're working with. Um, I've been really fortunate to have some incredible managers that I've learned from um, some incredible teammates that even if they didn't know what they were doing either very much had that mindset of like great let's figure out this problem together you know Um, and I can think back like especially my time at Maxwell um, I mean there are friendships there that like if and when I get married they're going to be there right like those are going to be the people that are kind of with me and rooting for me throughout, throughout the process. So I love the alumni networks too. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of it's the people that I'm working on I, and, or, sorry, the people that I'm working with and sort of the diversity of products that, products that I'm working on, um, which I think it has a lot to do with kind of the, the type of company that I gravitate towards. Does that answer your questions?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like that you're touching on networks and people because there's a sense when we go through layoffs that it's a, a very isolating kind of personal thing that mm. even if there's a huge layoff at a company, um, people feel very alone in that experience because it kind of happens individually as you go through it. Or 100%. if it does happen in a group, y'all split off, right? And so yeah. you know, what what has been your sort of view of networking throughout your career up to the point of going through this experience and then even afterwards?
0: You know, I think the way that you put it just now of like layoffs are really isolating and then networking is so important. Like that's actually, I think, exactly the experience that I've had throughout my layoff. And and I think it's changed my view of networking and how important it is as a result of feeling really isolated throughout that process. So I mean, I mean that that's like the hardest thing, right? Is I think of of layoffs almost like as a breakup, right? Like you have to figure, you have to get your brain in the right place to process what just happened, so that you can move forward, right? You can't go on another date and then talk crap about your former ex, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's going to totally color the way that the person that you're sitting in front of sees you. So. I think the first thing is it's really important to find um, people that you can lean on and especially people that have been through that process um, of layoffs, but sort of more generally too, like especially when things get bad, you've got to lean on people that can remind you like how excellent you are, that this isn't part of, like this isn't some reflection on you and your ability um, and to help you kind of move forward throughout that process, right? Like who are your best people? um and i think back to your question you you asked about um my view on networking kind of throughout my career um to be totally honest i wasn't very purposeful about it until pretty recently i think until after this layoff thinking about like how can i help as many people as possible and how can um and how can i leverage the relationships that i already have to get a foot in the door um, i think in the past i've always kind of done it, like it's been a a side effect of my job, right? I've always been in marketing and communications and out in the market and talking to a lot of people and, and selling and introducing. I take a pretty consultative approach to that stuff anyway. So some of these like nuggets around help as many people as possible sort of came as a side effect. Um, But I didn't realize the power of my network until after the layoff. And I found myself in a position where I was scrambling for like what's next right
1: so walk me up to that moment of the scramble walk walk me up what was it Mm. like leading up to the week and day of the layoff did you see it coming or was it a bit of a surprise
0: no i definitely saw it coming um i was one of the i think like the third round of layoffs at my company and after i was laid off they ended up shutting down the entire office so there was a process at that company where there was like a leadership changeup at the highest levels. Um, then there was a leadership changeup change up that reflected in my office where all of the VPs, like were either resigned or, or moved on. Um, the entire sales team was cut in uh, probably a month before I joined. Um, so there was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a stable environment at any point, like kind of leading up to that process. So. It wasn't completely out of the blue, but I think it still, um, it still was a bit of a surprise. I would say um, part of it was there was a bit of a conversation sort of of the people that were left. Like, how can we make this work? Right? Like, we're here. We made it through the layoffs. We're we're gonna dig our feet in. We're gonna get our hands dirty. Um, I actually switched roles, so I was moved out of the role that I was hired for, and out and out from under the manager I was hired for, and joined somebody else's team. And the message I got when I moved to that person's team was like, "We're going to save our jobs. We're going to we're going to turn this ship around. Like, you're going to get a new title. Like, congratulations on the new role. Let's go." Um, and then about three or four weeks after that, they were kind of like. Mm you're the first affected in this like next round um uh-huh. so it was a bit of a it wasn't like i didn't see it coming but it still had that element of like oh shoot like there was a glimmer of hope that i was holding on to that this might be something a little bit longer term so uh, i think there was a bit spark, of spark, like, yeah Yeah, uh, a bit of false hope, I would say, but uh, still hope nonetheless. So that was, I think, made it harder as well.
1: And what was the actual day like for you? Was it, and I think it's interesting to get into the specifics on these things, if you're willing to share, Um, because it's so different for everyone, right? Like (laughs) it can be a letter, it can be a text, it can be a tap on the shoulder. Um, What did it, uh, well, when did it happen to you? And what did that day look like?
0: So it was definitely in the morning. I had my normal one-on-one scheduled with my boss and I was planning on going in with like, hey, here are the new assets that I've created here. Are the like, I was ready to like talk about some wins, get some feedback, like get things moving forward. Um, I was hoping to, I was also waiting on the final title change, right? We were debating like senior brand manager or like senior brand communications manager. Um, so HR was in the room and I was like, perfect. We're going to like nail that down too. Oh, no! like big bang, bang, boom, off we go. Um, so that, yeah. Or if I'm setting this up for a bit of a pivot here. Um, that was not how that conversation went. It very quickly turned into like HR being like here in the kindest way possible. Oh my gosh. My, my former HR leader is like the best woman on the planet, but she was like, here is the terms of your, of your layoff. Uh, she kind of walked me through the process of here's what's, here's what this means, right? Like file for employment. Cause you're entitled to it. And here, like, just walk me through the process. Um, I don't think I processed anything in that meeting. I remember being like, Oh, like, come on. Like I remember saying that to them and they were like, yep, sorry. Like, we did the best we could. Um, So I don't remember, like, having much to say in that meeting. I think I just kind of, like, sat there and let it wash over me. And I, like, packed my stuff and called an Uber and, like, got out of the office. Um, I don't think I even said goodbye to anyone, um, which, in retrospect, probably wasn't the best move on my part. But, like, my brain was not ready to, to do any of that. Um, and I remember coming home that day and my roommate is, you've, you, you've met my roommate, uh, who was a, she's a therapist and she kind of came home and was like, oh no, like she was all prepared. Like, I'm so sorry. Are, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And I was like, ah, I'm fine. Like everything's fine. I, I'm going to go for a run. I am going to have myself a day. Like it's a beautiful day. It was just starting to warm up and I don't think it hit me until about a week later when I was like driving across town to my boyfriend's place and I just started crying like all of a sudden I was like oh my god like I don't have a job like it's going to be really hard to find another job because I like don't have a job currently um what does this say about me as a marketer how am I going to talk about this to future employers when I'm trying to put my best foot forward and and like, oh, like why? Like, how do I answer the question? Why were you laid off, and why not everyone else? Right. So it all kind of hit me at once, and I think part of that is like something I need to deal with. With like, I need to figure out how to work out my emotions a little sooner, so they don't catch up to me a little bit later. But, uh, but yeah, the the actual day, there was no processing that was happening. It was mm-hmm. full on. I wouldn't say denial, but a whole lot of like. Let me figure out all the positives that I can lean into right now and avoid dealing with any of the negatives. And I'm going to just keep this train moving.
1: It's amazing. Everyone responds in (laughs) such different ways. Cause it's it's fun. It's nice to hear that. Cause when I, when I went through my experience um, I was like making a joke out of it. I was like, well, that was going to happen. And like, yeah. And it does hit you later. Right. There's always a moment where you're like, All right. The veneer has cracked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so you're, you're, you know, you're now in this place where you've looked at some of the positives you're, you're in the car, you're driving, it hits you that this is real and that things are different. And you know, this is all pre COVID too, correct?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was back in November. So um, I mean, we can talk about sort of that process, but I love, was... yeah,
1: I was gonna say what changed because I I I've seen your response to this situation. I can't wait to get into that story mm-hmm. too, but sure. before we get into that, like you know, you're like, oh my gosh, things are gonna be so much harder to find a job when I don't have a job. Because that's the typical advice people say, you know, hang on to your job until you have a job. Like don't don't have yeah. gaps in between, and that's a whole another story for another day. But. Um, you know, you had a few months of job searching before the pandemic hit. So, did, what was yeah. that experience like for you, going from one side to the other?
0: Yeah, I think. Um, first of all, I think true to true to form. If you if you know anything about me, you know that I, as I just mentioned, I, I don't uh, process things uh, in the time that I should, and uh, I kind of jump right in. I, I tried to hit it hard, kind of the next day. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna like find my target companies. Like, I didn't need them anyway. I'm gonna find my target companies. I'm gonna update my resume. I'm gonna like start the process. Here we go. Um, I would say that that like kind of worked in that it was, it felt like busy work almost. Like, these are things that I can do right now to like distract myself from the situation, and I'm gonna like get my project management system up. I'm going to get my, my list going. I'm going to like start kind of tar- building my list of people that I need to reach out to and target. Um, but the actual, like, I, I don't think I actually got much done in that week. Um, and I don't think I should have like the, in retrospect, I don't think I should have even tried. Um, I really think I needed to instead like, take some time and like meditate and journal and like get my head in the right spot. Um, because I think some of the things that I was realizing, they bubbled up as I was like writing cover letters, right? And as I was like writing emails and, and trying to like prep myself for interviews and think about like the, the inevitable question of why did you leave this company, right? Um, and I think, I think that was something that like, it took some time to process um you you don't figure that out right away um and I think there's a not only a like not only like processing like like how do I wrap my head around what just happened and how do I talk about what's going to happen moving forward but like there's a real grief process that happens outside of that right like I didn't just lose my paycheck I lost my routine and I lost my coworkers, and I lost um a lot of my, like, I tie a lot of my identity to being a great marketer, right? And so now that I didn't have anything to market, like, what what am I, right? Without without a job. Um, so I think a, a lot of that kind of bubbled up as I was trying to execute on some of the tasks that I knew needed to happen in order to kind of move forward. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And and so you you're going through this process and... How long did that take? Like, how long did it take you to get to a point where you were feeling like, all right, I've actually processed some of this, and I'm feeling like I'm moving in the right direction?
0: I don't know. Maybe three weeks. Maybe a month. Maybe I'm not quite done processing. Fair uh, I don't know that I, I. don't know that I have a good answer for that. I don't like. There wasn't a moment where I was like, "Yep, got it." You know. Sure. Um, there was definitely like, honestly, some of the projects that I worked on to kind of build my personal brand throughout that process definitely helped, right? Like I was able to fill the gap, like we talked about how I I tie a lot of my identity to being a marketer. So like having something to market, like helped me kind of find that confidence again. Um, But it was a a weird process for sure.
1: Yeah, so let's dig into that story because I think that loss of identity in the layoff is huge. We say this on almost every episode, Mm. but you know, you don't just lose... Um, your job and your financial security, you lose your sense of identity that goes along with your job title and your reputation in a way Mm -hmm. which goes with the company. And so, you know, you had to, I I think that you took a really proactive approach to, um, you know, building a sense of identity and giving yourself something to focus on during the the job search process that isn't just applying to job boards. Um, So tell us a little bit about that story. How did you come up with, you know, your sort of, I guess, response tactic to layoff. Uh, sure. layoff.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a marketer, so I think of things, I was like, okay, I don't have a product to market anymore. So like my new project is I'm marketing myself and I've got to think about what are the ways that I can build my brand, build my personal brand. And like, not just put out like thoughts, but like, build something to prove that I'm not just words, I'm, I can, I've got something tangible behind it. Right. Um, So I started with an idea to, I mean, it started literally just as a way to like, get traffic to my website. Um, It, I basically put together kind of a Google form um, where I said, okay, there's a lot of people that have been laid off um, my company, I was like the one person that was laid off, but it was like the one person that was laid off that week. The week later, there were other people, you they were kind of picking people off one by one. Um, at around the same time in Chicago, there were a few other companies, um, including G2, my former employer that had layoffs at the same time. Um, and then sort of more broadly around the end of the year, like, across the country, there were massive layoffs. Uber laid stuff like like a thousand people off. WeWork had massive layoffs. And all of these companies were launching spreadsheets of affected talent, like in addition to announcing that they would laid people off, right? I was really impressed by the way that Jellyvision laid people off because their CEO actually proactively went out to the press and was like, hey, we've got these incredible people. They were laid off by no fault of their own. This is my responsibility to help them find new roles um so like how can i help and i didn't get anywhere near that kind of support from my former employer so i was like how can i build that for myself and try and build some of that for other people so i built a google form for folks that had been laid off to submit their information um things like their resume what they're looking for salary requirements if they felt comfortable sharing that um and then i built a slack community to say How can we help people get a foot in the door, right? Because it's not just about applying to jobs. Like, you really have to network, right? Like, referrals are the way to go. Um, And I think it, I mean, it kind of, I posted on LinkedIn, and it absolutely, like, snowballed. I think in the first week, I got something like 60,000 impressions just on the Google form. Um, Got tons of people in the door. and it really took off. Um, after that, I, I followed Crunchbase News and one of their reporters who's now at TechCrunch her is Natasha Mascarenas, was writing about this like spreadsheet trend in layoffs. Um, and she had like a call out for like, anybody that had any thoughts on it. And I said, hey, like I've got a few ideas. Um, so we landed coverage in, in Crunchbase. We landed cr- coverage in TechCrunch when she moved over there. Business Insider covered us. Um, it like absolutely took off. And all it was was a spreadsheet and a Slack group.
1: That's absolutely amazing. It's also how we met. So it's (laughs) super cool. It's also how we met. (laughs) It's super cool. And um, what I think is so interesting about that approach that you took was number one, you saw something that was a trend out in the world. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times when, and and, and adopted it for yourself. Like I think a lot of times people will see something like, well, it's been done before. So I shouldn't mm-hmm. try it. Um, the other side of it is that you created something that helped yourself, but also helped other people. And going back to this idea of networking is about helping people. Mm,
0: and I really talk to is. folks
1: all the time and they're like, I don't want to be inauthentic. And also I don't have any value to bring to people. And it's like, we're, we're just not thinking broad enough. Like mm-hmm. I am sure that the amount of value you brought to other people far exceeds the value that came to you from this work that you put in and it's a lot of work I've seen the slack channel like yeah it's it's interesting how we just sort of get into this mindset as a job seeker where we feel powerless and Mm -hmm. you know you took back that power I think that that's one of the coolest parts of this story it's like you know you took an idea you saw it you made it your own and you ran with it and there was this huge just whirlwind of benefit to everyone who was involved and so as you've sort of been going through this process what have been some of the maybe positives that you've seen come out of it for other folks as well have you gotten many much feedback or any like sort of feedback loops from folks
0: absolutely yeah um I mean the biggest thing I I think the coolest thing that happens is and you've probably seen this in the Slack community is that like folks that join after they like get laid off, eventually find jobs and then turn back around and say, Hey, I know where you've been. I've been laid off myself. If I can get you guys hired rather than hiring somebody and poaching them from another company, I'd love to do that. Let me make sure that you guys are the first to see these roles. So like like getting people jobs is the goal, like that's great. Um, but I think more than that, the sense of camaraderie and the feedback loop of like, just because you've been laid off doesn't mean that you're not valuable or hireable or like like your job isn't the same thing as your identity and your sense of self-worth. Um, I think that's a huge, um, as you mentioned, I think that's a huge side effect of being laid off and being in a community and seeing other people that are in the same spot and seeing them, even if it's a, as something as simple as like, hey, I want an introduction to this company who can help. Like seeing other people moving forward and, and maintaining like their sense of confidence, even if, even if what's actually happening is they're like similarly falling apart. Like I think there's a, a, a grounding that happens there where folks realize like this isn't the end of the world. And I'm not alone in this. It's a really isolating experience, especially if you weren't laid off, like in a group. But it's really isolating to feel like um, you're not worthy of continued employment, right? Like, because that's fundamentally what a layoff is. And that's like, that absolutely sucks.
1: Yeah. And I like how you use that phrase falling apart. In my head, I'm like, falling apart together is still better than falling apart alone.
0: exactly yeah because yeah. like everybody's falling apart in the same way Kid. right like,
1: like oh, it's now. well if they're going through it and 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 like to see someone go through it and succeed that's huge yeah too.
0: the thing is the pattern the pattern is the same right like whether you were laid off at a 10 person company or like laid off at a thousand person company like you see patterns in how people process it like i have a friend who just left a job at a massive tech company that she absolutely loved. And I'm seeing her going through the same things that I went through like six months ago Um, and going through this process of like, what if I can't do this job? And what if I'm like, what if I'm unable to be managed? Like, what if, what if this, what if that, right? So I think it's helpful to have people like, number one, call you out on that when you, when. Every once in a while, I think you've seen in the Slack group people will be like, "Oh, like, I think this is this is hopeless. I've applied to a million different things, and like, nothing is moving forward. And COVID sucks, and this sucks." And having people be like, "Hey, man, like, you're you're downward spiraling here. Let's let's come back to reality and realize like, it's a grind and it sucks absolutely, but like, it ain't over till it's over, man. You
1: know." Oh yeah. I mean support groups, right? They're they work. Absolutely. <laughs> AA really works do. for people, right? It's amazing. And um,
0: of lay AA of layoffs. Yeah,
1: it's the lay AA. Um yeah. <laughs> and so, so I I just I love how that how you brought the people together and you you put them in a space and that's very much what we're trying to do with this as well, is show that pattern. Show that mm-hmm. you're not doing you're not going through something that is Unique in a good way. <laughs> like it's so template. It's so I don't know. I guess even cliche would be the word to go through these things. But we all go through them, and that's perfectly fine. And yeah, uh, and it's
0: normal. Is yeah, the thing, right. And it's healthy. Yeah.
1: It's healthy to have mm-hmm. the roller coaster. Without the roller coaster, kind of like you said, it's like you don't want to just be numb to this whole situation. You you yeah. need to have it because then you learn things from it. And that's a mm-hmm. huge thing that we find as people go through layoffs is you know, people are discovering new careers, discovering, you know, new, new identities out of like a Phoenix out of the ashes. Right. Exactly. And, and as you as you went through this, you launched this before COVID hit, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: how have things changed? So you launch this thing, you get it up and running, people are joining it from all these companies that are going through some tough times. And then all of a sudden, every company's going through it. Well, every company except those that benefit from COVID but a lot more companies are going through these situations what has what have you seen happen over the last six months
0: I'll say I'll I'll, I'll address here like what I've seen secondarily I think personally sure. like I was going through that same process too of like not only was not only am I like job searching and dealing with all my normal crap right of like oh the, maybe there's family stuff maybe there's this stuff like Whatever it is, like those problems don't just go away because you don't have a job, right? So there's definitely like that stuff that I was still dealing with. And then you layer on COVID, you layer on the biggest race reckoning our country has ever seen um, and protests and looting and all the things that are happening in Chicago that are very real and take a really, like a real emotional toll. It was crazy as as a job seeker in that time because I had... I'd been, I think that was like three or four months into my job search, which is about the time that I started lining up some really promising ideas. Like I was getting to final round interviews. Um, So, I mean, the first thing that I saw was a lot of those final round interviews. It was as dramatic as on one day I had somebody that said, hey, I I wanna invest in Chicago superstars and also I wanna bring you on full time. And I was like, great, like problem solved. And the week later they were like, so sorry, we've just laid off half our staff, and we're completely freezing all hiring. And uh, so sorry, but this is no longer an option. Um, so that just to clarify, Chicago
1: superstars, um, for I don't know if we said the name earlier, but Chicago superstars is, did. Yeah. <laughs> is the slack group and the mm-hmm. uh, spreadsheet in the community that you're building.
0: Yes, as thank you. That's a good a clarifying point for sure. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely saw, like, I think personally, I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of job interviews halt a lot of like, we're not sure how this is going to affect us. Right. Cause back in March, nobody knew if this was going to be, I think they told us, they sold us to stock up for two weeks. Right. And here we are yeah. <laughs> whatever months later and it's still a big issue. Um, so I think rightfully so a lot of companies that were considering hiring, any position across the board kind of took a pause. Um, and I heard that not only from my own search, but also from others in the community that like, we, we started a, a channel just for like hiring freezes, right? Like what are the companies that have said publicly, we're not moving anything forward. So like, don't waste your time on, on applications, right? Um, focus on areas where you're, you know things are gonna move forward. Um, so I think that was a big thing. Um, The beyond hiring freezes, we saw a lot of, a lot more layoffs, a lot more demand. Um, Like, I I mean, across the board, of course, um, companies were laying people off. And I think especially in satellite cities like Chicago, right? Like a lot of, and I mean, most of my network is in tech, so I can speak sort of anecdotally to what I saw there. But I think a lot of the layoffs were not maybe purposefully but unintentionally affecting cities where um, tech companies have sort of outposts versus their headquarters disproportionately. So uh, I think places like Chicago got hit especially hard, um, especially in the tech world. Um, I think those are the kind of two big things that I saw um, all over the place. I mean, the other kind of weird counterintuitive thing is there were also companies that said, Even if they're hiring, like, even if they've been implemented a hiring freeze, we're still very interested in hiring really strategic candidates. So um, folks with a few years of experience, like, that are in sort of managerial and above roles, like roles that are really missing critical, some of that stuff is still moving forward. Um, And maybe we're accelerating the process on that. Like, if you're hiring a COO and all of a sudden COVID hit, like, all of the problems that existed before are now 10 times more important Um, so I think some of those higher level searches became either moved a little faster or like came out of like stealth mode I saw a bit of that as well.
1: We interrupt today's episode to let you know about Career Therapy's Unstuck Coaching Program. If you're feeling paralyzed by job search procrastination and unsure of what to do next in your career we're here to help. Each month as a member You will get access to two one-on-one coaching calls, unlimited virtual chat with your coach via Slack, invitations to bi-weekly group coaching sessions, and lifetime access to our eight-part job search curriculum. Want to take your search to the next level? Head over to careertherapy.com and schedule a free 15-minute consultation to chat with me today and see if coaching is right for you. Now back to our show. And how did you end up going, you know, as you went through this process, how did you end up finding your current role, your current opportunity?
0: It was all networking. It was all, you know what it was, is it was networking through personal branding. So Chicago superstars gave me something to talk about. That wasn't just me spewing my opinions, right? It was something that I could, um, I was featuring candidates that were joining. I was building out an email newsletter. Um, It gave me something to talk about that was fresh and really valuable to not only the community that I built within the Slack channel but also to my professional network on LinkedIn. Um, And I ended up finding this job through um, somebody I used to work with, uh, not even directly, it was somebody kind of in the industry. Um, We were in the same space working for different companies. We would like get a drink at trade shows every once in a while. Um, and she had an open position on her team and actually referred me to her former boss and kind of said, Hey, I've seen you looking very publicly. I want you to interview for my team. I also want you to interview for this other company that's in our area. Um, so it was amazing. I like owe her the world, but it's, it's, it was a hundred percent, uh, she found me and it wasn't, I think as soon as I started Chicago superstars, I stopped applying for jobs. Jobs came to me. Cause it was, it was a way for me to say very publicly, like, not only this, like, this is who I am and this is what I can build, but also like part of my personal brand is I'm looking for a job. So like, if you want to interact with me, like bring me all the jobs.
1: Right. That's amazing. And it's something that, you know, I get pushback all the time when I say mm-hmm. get on LinkedIn start networking you know i pre covid i was like coffee meetings are the lifeblood of your job search now that yeah. that's sort of shifted a little bit i'm like you know commenting sharing and liking are the lifeblood of your job search and a lot of people won't even get up to that stage and i have to you know break it down even further and be like well what's an article that you read recently They're like, well, I liked this article. Okay. Who wrote it? Well, this person wrote it. Okay. Go to their LinkedIn and just say, thank you for writing that article. And they're like, well, that seems doable. And I'm like, okay, we're just breaking it down to the smallest pieces. But you know, being someone who has very publicly put yourself out there and seen the benefits of that, um, what advice would you say to give to folks who are struggling with that more marketing side of themselves which you know obviously we're both marketers so it's a little bit easier but what would you say to someone who's maybe not as fluent in that world how should they approach it or what thoughts would you have for them
0: yeah i would say it's critically important especially now i think not just on linkedin but i've had i like Always I'm plugging uh, Slack communities um, because I think, especially if you can find one that's in your industry. So I'm in product marketing, product marketing alliance is my absolute go-to because they're posting not only like how to do your job better, but here's open roles and here's the people that can make introductions for you. Um, And then Twitter too, like start following people that you admire and start just responding. but I get that it's really hard to do that, especially if if you've just been laid off. Um, I think the first thing I did when I got laid off is I, number one, had to get my thoughts together. But about a week and a half or so after my layoff, I put together a LinkedIn post that was like trying to process what had just happened, um, but also put a stake in the ground, like, "Hey, I'm looking for work." Um, and that post, I mean, I. I wish I could look back and see some of the analytics because I went from something like, I don't know, 50 people seeing my page in a week to 2000 in a day. Um, Just because people are liking it and commenting on it and sending it off to different people. Like it's the scariest thing in the world to do to put yourself out there, especially like that in a place that feels really vulnerable, right? Like not only am I, putting myself out there which is scary in and of itself but also I'm putting myself out there in a way that says I don't have a job and I need help which like it's the worst thing um but I think the feedback is instantaneous um and the validation came almost immediately as I was getting these comments and interactions so I think if you haven't already if you're looking for work and you've been laid off like that's the first piece of advice is like put a post out there and Say it like say that you're looking for work. Say that say what you're looking for, and even if the way that you address your past employer is like I'm so grateful for what I learned and like that's it, like whatever, just do it. Um, and then I think the next thing is like find like I like like you mentioned find people that you look up to. Um, start asking for advice. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I had somebody recently reach out to me, and I've, I've since I launched superstars i've i don't know it's like 10 to 15 connection requests a day with people like all over the place i mean i am getting requests from all corners of the internet and so i've had to be a bit more judicious about who i'm gonna give my time to um and i had somebody recently that i that reached out to me and said hey I am a brand marketer. I noticed that in your title, it says brand and product marketing. And I've been trying to, like, I'm job searching myself and trying to figure out the difference and, like, having a lot of conversations about the nuance. Like, I'd love to just connect with you for 15 to 20 minutes. And I'd I'd love your take on, like, what the difference is, right? So he asked me something very specific about, here's the thing that I'm trying to work out in my head. Um, Would you mind, like, sharing your opinion with me? Um, and that conversation very quickly turned into, Hey man, like I, I totally see where your expertise is now because you're asking me the right questions. And also here's some people that I would reach out to in addition to me. Um, so that's something that I'm always thinking about when I'm, when I'm networking is like, how can I get as specific as possible with my outreach? Not only in terms of like, here's what I can provide to you, but also like, here's where I need help. Like as specific as you can get there, that's like super important.
1: It's amazing, because that is one of the benefits of being active. And, you know, I'm even listening to you and saying, Oh, I got to get more active in, on Twitter and <laughs> things like that. And like, but, you know, it's something that you kind of know, especially if you've worked in marketing, but at a certain point, if you're doing it right, and it might take some time to work up to this. But mm-hmm. what ends up happening is a lot of the work gets done for you, like even getting guests for this topic. Like, I yeah. was able to just post one or two things on LinkedIn and I have more shows than I know what to do with versus six months ago when I was like, gosh, I have to figure out how to reach out to people. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a very clear difference once you cross over and you start seeing like the exponential effect and how things, it, maybe not everything, but almost everything gets a lot easier yeah. when it comes to the, the professional side of, of getting in touch with people. It's very interesting. Yeah.
0: I would say too, like, I think you and I are at a place where like we know kind of what's going to work and what's not going to work. And we've gotten past that initial phase of like, Ooh, this is scary. Do I post this or do I not? I think the other thing about social media, especially if you're holding back, uh, especially on like a place like LinkedIn where um, you're you're thinking about things not only in terms of like stupid pictures that I took on like last weekend, but also like professional thoughts. Um, You got to just like start testing stuff out. Cause the reality is like, if it flops, no, one's going to see it. Right. Like no one will care. And if it works, like it's going to be awesome. So like, there's a very like the downside is so low. like, obviously don't, don't be an idiot. Don't, don't post things like that'll get people mad. Um, but like there's a, there's a pretty low, like consequences.
1: Same, with, same easier, with networking. You know? Like the, mm-hmm. a lot of people won't send that email. Cause they're like, what if they get mad at me? I'm like, first of all, they're not going to get mad. The most they're going to be, mm-hmm. be as slightly annoyed and archive it or delete it. And like, yeah. if they get mad, okay. That person is, <laughs> if you're like mad yes, that someone like- wants to network, like you've got other issues. But it's like a bad networking conversation doesn't ruin your life. It's just an awkward yep. conversation. And yeah. my, what I've learned is that people forget who I am. So I'm just like, great. I get a second impression. How wonderful! <laughs> um, so that's always funny. Um, okay. So moving through, now you've got this new role and, mm-hmm. uh, and you're starting in this new path. What, what have you learned about yourself? through this layoff? I always find it interesting to see like Mm. what we learn from each change, each career change that we go through.
0: I would say a bunch of things. I think the first thing is like, I've learned one big thing that I took away from, from this job search process, especially was reflecting on the consideration set that I went through in applying for my last job and like the jobs before it. And the things that I was looking for now, when my head was in a very different space, I would say that the bar was lower because I had like, like leading up to this job, I had, I had another offer that I was in the final round for and I was really excited about it. And I was nervous, like, I was nervous about a few things as I was joining this company. And frankly, there were like, especially in retrospect, like completely superficial things. So as I was like ex- accepting my last job, I was like, oh man, the team is fantastic. And these are world-class people. And, and I was, I was judging that based on like the things that they were saying and the, the theories that resonated with them that I knew about, um, or like, and the brand is fantastic. Right. Like, which I was judging based on the design veneer, um, or, uh, I'm trying to think like, Oh, it's a, it's a new company. So they must be, they must be innovative and cutting edge and with it. Right. And these were things that, at my current company which is has been around for a long time i think over 20 years or something like that uh they're in the lease accounting space which like what a snooze right um they're not a lot of competitors right um it's like they're a really small team so their design frankly isn't great and we're hiring a graphic designer if anyone wants to apply please um right but, in. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly Um, but there were things that I have recognized about, like, what are superficial markers of success and what are things that are, like, actually markers of success and, like, what are the things, like, I think it comes down to what are the things that are actually important to me in a job search, um, and, like, what can I learn from, like, making that decision poorly, right? Um, so the things that, like, I was concerned about coming in. Um, have proven to be nothing but opportunities for me to improve this place. And the things that I think I, I failed to look for in, in past companies, like do my manager and I completely jive? Am I going to get the trust and autonomy to, um, to really come in and make an impact and, and do things my way with, with input, obviously, um, but be able to really kind of make a mark for myself? Um, that was big. Um, And then I think the other big thing that I'm frankly still working on, but it was definitely like a realization, was the importance of separating my identity, like who I am from what I do, right? Um, That was a big thing, uh, especially in an environment like COVID, where like, just the economy is not in a good spot. So people that are laid off might be laid off for a while, um, and recognizing that that fact we have no control over, and like there's nothing like that has nothing to do with your ability to execute in a role. That was I think something that I'm still struggling with. Right? Like I mean, my, during my layoff, I was like, all right, what can I? what can I do next? So it's my, I created a job for myself, right? Um, But that's something I think that I've really had to practice in this period of unemployment of like, what are the things that I can find meaning and validation and whatever passion for outside of my nine to five, right? So I've, I've moved in with my boyfriend and I've been painting walls and we've got a puppy and Um, there's, there've been so many areas in my life that I've really had to practice gratitude for, um, that I think have always been there, but have felt like not tangential, tangential to my like job feels a little bit extreme, but you get what I'm saying, right? They've always been there, but have never been front and center. Um, so that's something that I've been practicing, especially as I'm, onboarding into this new job and now I have a nine to five and now I'm like I'm onboarding and I'm jumping into projects and onboarding is crazy right um trying to maintain that this is a job that I that I find meaning in and not the thing that gives me meaning
1: right you know what I mean that's huge huge so a little bit of balance a little bit of perspective (laughs) I love it um and you mentioned, you know, some great things that you know about from uh, jobs for graphic designers out there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if if folks, uh, are you still in, you know, inviting people into Chicago Superstars?
0: I am. Uh, to be totally honest, I have uh, pumped the brakes just because I need to, like, for my own mental health insanity through COVID and uh, trying to deal with, like, what's been going on, like, I think the reality is we, like, we're painting this picture of, like, oh, you, like, you lost your job, and then you, like, started this new thing, and now you have a new job, and, like, isn't everything great, right? But the reality is, like, there were a lot of really bad days, right? Like, just, like, I can't quite get out of bed today, and that's how today's going to be. Um, and those bad days sometimes turn into bad weeks, right? Um, so I think for my own mental health, I've had to pump the brakes and find areas of balance. Like I'm not doing my email newsletter anymore. Um, and I need to frankly ask for help and get some, get some, I need to figure out the transition plan to make sure that this is a more balanced thing. Cause it is a lot of work, but I, I, I think that's like something to, to sort of, that's a caveat that I want to.
1: Like, of course, highlight of course. here is like
0: it's not just. So yes is the answer. I'm still I'm still inviting people in, definitely.
1: Yes, but <laughs> she's also looking for help. So
0: yes, <laughs> and hey, yeah. you know
1: we're talking about networking as people helping people. So hopefully someone out there will hear the the call for help and uh, and respond. Um, so if folks want to get in touch with you personally mm. um, to learn more about your professional world or. You know, where should we point them? What, what would you want to share with the audience?
0: Hmm. I um, have a website, which you can like, if you feel like stalking me, that's on my, I think LinkedIn is, LinkedIn I'm using as my professional hub. Um, so definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm assuming you'll link to something yep. on this. Perfect. Uh, so feel free to connect with me on there. Do make sure that if you do that to like personalize your invite and let me know that you're coming from uh, Martin's podcast because as I mentioned before I get a lot of weird invites from all over the internet and I'm not sure uh, who's trying to sell me something weird and who's trying to uh, actually have a meeting conversation I would so love true. to help <laughs> yeah um, I'm also on Twitter um, and I'm pretty active on there so LinkedIn or Twitter I'm at Meg alright
1: well I'll share all those links in the description Meg thank you so much for joining us today
0: yeah absolutely Thanks, partner.
1: Thanks so much for stopping by this episode of the career therapy podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you're curious about what we do here at career therapy, head on over to www.careertherapy.com to see all of our coaching options, resources, and links to other things we got going on. If you would like to share your story on this podcast, Something that you've gone through, a transition you've experienced in your career, whether it's getting a job after college or going through a layoff or getting back into the workforce after raising your family, we would love to hear from you. Head over to linkedin.com slash in slash Martin McGovern and shoot me a DM. Let me know what's going on. And I'd really like to share your story with the world. What we're trying to do here is really normalize the emotional side of the job search because we all go through it. We all have tough times in our careers and sharing these stories really helps people feel less alone and feel more empowered to take their career back into their own hands and make something of it. So thank you again for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a like or a comment, subscribe or share, or leave us a review on iTunes, and I think maybe even Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. Best of luck to you in all of your career endeavors, and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.